We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. That's right. You were too early, which is not good. That's right. You don't want to be too early or too late. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great advice. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I apologize that we are late, but there were bottles being thrown at me all throughout the day yesterday, and I arrived late to the podcast, uh, just like West Ham did, which uh, we weren't anticipating doing a review of that game, but we will, and we will preview the three more that are tomorrow. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Andrew, I apologize in advance if it sounds like I'm spitting crackers at you, because it actually might happen. (laughs) You're one of those people that ever tried that, um, what cracker was it that people did it with? Where you had to eat five crackers in 60 seconds. I guess they're basically probably just saltines. Have you ever tried to do that? Nope, but I have tried the cinnamon challenge. Have you uh, tried that? Oh, gosh. No, I haven't. Oh, uh, why would you ever try that? I like cinnamon. Uh, I, I found out that I didn't like it that much. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> that's, not a, that's not what the competition actually is, Mike. <laughs> you had it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, I I do find the saltine one um, kind of fun to watch people try because uh, it seems so easy to eat five saltines in 60 seconds, but uh, the the dryness in your mouth is drier <laughs> than anything you could ever imagine. Well, and you just the cinnamon challenge it. seems really easy. It's a tablespoon. <laughs> yeah, maybe I am a little more knowledgeable about the dangerous effects of cinnamon and quantities like that uh there was well, some stupid what, athlete who tried it i remember too might have can been... we can we agree that the worst one to watch is the gallon of milk challenge uh that one is pretty gross um it never ends well literally never um, yeah. S- yeah that one's pretty gross i did I mean, learn while watching like, uh, an episode like, uh, sorry i keep interrupting you <laughs> You know, the teaspoon one, it's funny. It's funny because all you do is cough and, like, you just see people with reddish, brownish faces. Mm-hmm. I guess. So you, you, you keep going, though. Sorry. Um, I was saying I learned on an episode of, uh, I think it may have been Chicago Fire, that you can overdose on soy sauce. They did a, they did a little thing about a fraternity prank, speaking of drinking gallons of milk, where a guy drank 20 ounces of soy sauce and went into some sort of shock from the sodium. So while the gallon of milk leads to just vomiting, uh, for all of our listeners who are like, I could drink 20 ounces of soy sauce, please don't even try. Or, you know, just don't blame us if you do. (laughs) I would like to see anybody try that saltine trick, though. And if you want to tape that, I'm sure we'll be happy to put that on the internet somewhere. We'll post it on the Rotowire YouTube page. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know who's in charge of that page, but they just got volunteered for something totally gross. (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let's re- before we get in any more trouble. Yeah, let's this is re- a soccer podcast, isn't it? Yeah. yeah well, let's re- let's review uh, what was the part of game week seven that's been played, and we'll preview the rest of it, all three games of it. And uh, you know the shenanigans are coming up soon when you start reading that Indonesia is very interested in hiring Jose Mourinho yeah. to be its next coach. Uh, so it's getting to be that time of year, my favorite time of year. Uh, so we'll get into a little bit of shenanigans because there's one team in particular that, uh, that I do want to talk about that. But all right. Norwich zero, Manchester United one. And to be honest, Manchester United were lucky to get that one. Uh, Norwich played better on the day and Manchester United kind of scraped one out there. And lo and behold, John Mata coming through. <laughs> yeah, the um, Martial got hurt in warmups and for some reason they decided to rest Marcus Rashford. So they ended up using Wayne Rooney as the number nine with Andrew Herrera sliding into the starting 11. And it, it was one of those that Norwich were better uh, on the day, but it was also one of those days where talent just ended up being the one to, to get the goal. So, you know, there's a tremendous gap between the two teams and in terms of talent and skill and that one out. Yeah, and I mean, kind of the theme of the weekend thus far is, you know, anything that was muddied is is less muddy now. Uh, the the picture seems to be pretty clear. Uh, there's still there's still some chances for for things to change from what they are, but um, yeah, United. It's we... unlike it's un it's 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 more unlikely than it was, let's say, forty eight hours ago. Yes, yes, that is that's correct. Um, we went from. Uh, United going uh, having kind of their top four uh, possibilities uh, in their hands and now it's completely out of their hands after losing to West Ham today but it certainly helped that they won uh, that Norwich match but 
it just didn't didn't turn out to matter after today. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, and we'll get and we'll get to that later game. But uh, on this on this game for Manchester United, it, it, it actually, you know what? You know, let's tie it into this game today too. While we're at it, they were second best both times. Yes, uh, they went out to an early lead, or they went out to a two leads. I think they had against West Ham and blew both. No, 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 no. They they had one lead. Oh, is it just one? Okay. West Ham scored first. In fact, they should have. Scored oh, okay. Three. In fact, they should have scored three times in hmm. the first half. Uh, from everything that I was reading, uh, they should have they should have scored three times in the little highlights that I saw. And Dimitri probably missed a sitter for hmm. one. Yeah, a- a- which is stunning. Shocking. Yeah. Um, but he, don't worry, he still got his points with his eleven crosses and his two assists. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, don't feel bad for Dimitri Payet. But uh, but look, Manchester United and one of my friends, uh, you know, a little sophomorically, but. Uh, he said that if Van Hall is there next year, he's going to take the year off as a soccer fan. He just can't, can't, can't deal with watching this team anymore. Uh, today's loss certainly got him closer to not having that job. Uh, but, I mean, I I understand uh, from somebody who's you know kind of impartial to Manchester United, I, I understand keeping him. Um, I'm not sure with the, the injuries that they had and... Um, I mean, I guess that's really the only thing you can blame. I mean, they they underperformed in terms of you know pounds spent, but uh, you know they still had a shot at, at top four, and I don't think anybody would have won the title with the with the team that they have. That's fair. Uh, that's a fair point. The last part you said, but are they any better off as they were than under David Moyes? A- and he was run out of town like he was some second rate coach. Yeah, that that one was a little was a little weird. I think the biggest problem they have is that uh, they get their points kind of in an ugly way. Um, they are the lowest, the second lowest scoring team in the top 10. Uh, and I think that's kind of a problem for a lot of people because uh, Sir Alex's teams didn't, uh, didn't play that way. And, you know, they obviously had plenty of, plenty of uh, titles. Did you see the, the rumor today about Manchester United? Uh, that Ryan Giggs. Oh, sorry. There's two. One. There's two that I saw. One that Ryan Giggs would leave if Mourinho was appointed coach. Yeah, I saw that one. And second, that they lost out on Renato Sanchez to Bayern Munich. Uh, that second one is is fact. Sanchez yeah. signed. Um, the other one was that Sir Alex had lunch today, very publicly, with Mauricio Pochettino and one of his assistants, um, <laughs> giving every Spurs fan kind of a. <laughs> that a would be hilarious. Shock. Um, oh, that would be hilarious if that actually happened. I, I mean, that he, there's no way he's going to Manchester United, right? Well, it's a way to drive up the price yes. for next contract. Well, that's the that was kind of the funny thing is that uh, it was announced, or I don't know if this if the club actually announced it, but there was talk literally last week that Pochettino had agreed to a new contract. Um, I forget how long it was, but it was certainly long enough to make it seem like he was going to be there forever and he clearly has not signed it yet and so maybe lunch with Alex Ferguson is going to get him a little closer to signing <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> that was a good one it was it, so, what was funny is that it was kind of built to this like secret meeting and it was clearly very public I mean Sir Alex doesn't go anywhere secretly and then all of a sudden when you everybody realized that he was standing next to Pochettino and 
whoever his assistant was. It's it, it's it's just as like that's just as sad as this headline that there will be uh, Premier League representation in the Champions League final because Mark Clattenburg will be refereeing. It. <laughs> huh. Yikes! So uh, they yeah. had a semi. It's not like they were all out in the six round of sixteen. That's, that, that's what one plus billion dollars gets you in four years: well, the semifinal loss that you that no one thought you would ever that no one thought you were going to win anyway. Yeah. Being grossly overmatched. That was it was close though. It was a one goal. <laughs> it was a one, it was a one goal difference because one team decided to attack and the other one did not. Yeah, I'm just it was close. It was close. Well, a game that couldn't have been closer was Aston Villa nil, Newcastle nil, and good God, Newcastle. Uh, that you know that was the game that you had to have three points. Yep. Uh, especially because of the other results that happened this weekend. Um, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle look like they're going down now. And uh, the the one team the one team that Newcastle are going to lose out to is the one team that they absolutely cannot lose out to in Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a Newcastle supporter, you clearly want to go down with Sunderland. You don't. You don't want them to be able to stay in the Premier League, but I'm not sure there's a hotter team in the Premier League right now. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, then Sunderland. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I yep. mean, Big Sam's doing his thing. Yeah. But I mean, Sunderland shouldn't fret. They will have Northeast compat- compatriots next season. Middlesbrough did yeah. uh, clinch promotion along with Burnley. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe Patrick Bamford will find a, a brand new old <laughs> home in Middlesbrough. Maybe. Uh, but in this one, there are no goals, no real excitement, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it looked Mark like two Bun- teams that were going down. Mark, Yeah, Mark Bunn made three saves, but overall, Newcastle didn't look like they were really into it, which was, you know, that, that was a real problem. <laughs> that was a very, very real problem. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you, you have to get the points that you're supposed to get, but, like, those were, like, desperation points, and they— they left them. They left them on the field. Yeah. It, that it. I really want to say more about it, but it, it just begs the question: What's Rafa doing? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks from now. Um, there is obviously talk that he's going to stay, um, but that's obviously ridiculous. What's interesting to me is that they're fairly okay. I'll put it that way. Fairly okay defensively since he took over. Uh, the problem is that um, you, you need to score to get three points. And so I think I've said that. in the yeah. past. Uh, so that's ultimately their, their problem. Um, but I mean, they've given up a ton of goals this year anyway. And while he fixed that one problem, he had eight problems to fix in that very short amount of time. And while he can be commended for fixing one, it's not going to be enough to p- keep him in the premier league. You would have you would have thought you would have been saying that about this next team in Burnmouth at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, not the case. Uh, Burnmouth are definitely safe. Uh, they tied West Brom one one. Uh, only thing I saw of note was that Archer Borch saved a Craig Gardner penalty. Yep. Um, you know Solomon Rondo and got a goal. Great. You weren't playing him if you wanted if you had him. Matt Ritchie, you probably weren't even though he did score. You weren't playing for the price for Matt Ritchie. He didn't even start. Yeah. So. It's it, it was just one of those games. I mean, the only player that you possibly po- could have had in your team was Boric, and he's Craig he, Dawson. No, I mean I had him and <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, uh, it it felt like one of those 
games of two teams that have not, literally nothing to play for, and they finished with a one-one draw, and everybody went home happy. Yep. Uh, is happy. They're just happy to be there. Right. Right. West Brom or West Brom. Uh, they they need to they need to invigorate that 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 club. They really do. Yeah, because yeah. now that Aston Villa is is out of the Premier League, there, there's really not much representation from that region of the country. Mm-hmm. Jose Mourinho? That'll do it. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Crystal Palace on the most likely of doubles from Dwight Gale. <laughs> uh, One was a free kick, too. Whatever. Where does that come from? <laughs> the only yeah, what I want to see him do that twice. Uh, and then Stoke won because of Charlie Adam. Great. Uh, I, the assist the assist makers were much more prominent than the goal makers in Arnautovic and Balassi. But mm-hmm. you know, just overall, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry, what? that's the first sneeze on the podcast for a long Might time. Be, yeah. Uh, but Balassi and Arnautovic were the the two players that you probably could have considered playing from this game, and they did reward you with some points. Yeah, although you know you still got left in the dark with the Shakiri or Kabai, and like every time Dwight Gale scores, I just get angry because it just doesn't feel like he should be playing at all. Yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I don't want to spend too much time on this game other than you know Palace scored twice and it was from a striker. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't. I don't remember the last time that happened. No, Connor Wickham. Yeah, Wickhamson has a few, but. Boy, that Adebayor signing really made a difference, huh? So did that Patrick Bamford loan. <laughs> From Norwich, right. too. Yeah, exactly. Sunderland 3, Chelsea 2. This is the one that uh, had all the headlines. That I was right about? Is that what you're saying? You were totally right about it. Uh, it Jermaine Defoe doing Jermaine Defoe things. Mm-hmm. John Terry doing John Terry things of the last <laughs> four years that no one's really noticed, apparently, except me. Uh when you have again, we talked about this middle of the season to early part of the season. The definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Uh, so goose hitting going to a Jose Mourinho lineup, and it lo- it lost again. <laughs> you think that was Terry's last game? God, I hope so. At least as a player for Chelsea, yes, I hope so. Mm-hmm. If he be- wants to become part of management, great. Uh, that's a perfect place for him. There were already some China. Yeah, they, there were some immediate. To to MLS, I was going to say there were some immediate MLS uh, articles. And yeah, I saw one article who, saying that he had to lower his salary demand because there was no way anyone was taking him as a designated player. He would get absolutely torched in Major League Soccer. Like if he's bad now, obviously he's got a higher skill level than a lot of guys in Major League Soccer, but like he will get torched in MLS. There was no way that he would make a difference anywhere in that league. Yeah, have fun in China. He should go to China. I mean, if they if they truly offered him five hundred grand a week, go to China. Collect your paycheck. Mm-hmm. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is there that, an Indonesian league he can play and live with Jose Mourinho while he coaches no, no, the no, national no. team? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he, could be, he could be the assistant manager. That's right. Uh, just, just awful. Uh, just an awful performance from Chelsea. Even after they, I mean, they went up two one and still lost. Yeah. I mean, kudos seventeenth you know, Kudos to Manone for making six saves. That's mm-hmm. that's nice. But it's just, it, it's it, it's so pathetic. And we and both of us wanted Yedlin in the worst way. He got an assist. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I took Van Onholt. I don't know if you did, no. and he got an assist. But yeah. all the—I mean, it was all the usual suspects: Yetlin, Van Onholt, Kosri, Barini, Defoe. Yep. That, that you just—I mean—I probably listed the top five fantasy players. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Nemanja Matic got a goal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Diego Costa scored. Uh, if you picked uh, Ivanovic, oh, that was the wrong choice. It was Aspilicueta who got an assist. So, <laughs> um, He's been better this year than we gave him. Especially when he plays on the right-hand side, when he can cross with a strong foot. Mm-hmm. It does help. Usually. It's so it's it's so stupid. And when you lead a guy down down the alleyway, down the outside alley, he's on his right foot to tackle too. So it just it just makes much more sense for him to play on his dominant side. But no, one, apparently no one at management sees it. <laughs> it's not my and and look and you look at how good Felipe Luis has done this season for Atletico. He's done really well. Wow. <laughs> you know it, it's it's such a shame that we're the only team. That just doesn't see the most obvious problems in the world. Um, anyway, I've said it. Wait, I've said it once. I said it a thousand times. It's exactly what I. It's exactly what you expect when you play the same old lineup that can't defend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Swan, oh, just as surprising to me, Swansea four, West Ham one. Good goodness. But without Gilfie Sigurdsson, no less. Yeah, that that we we got that one right on the money. Uh. The only thing that made me feel better about that game is that it was like Leicester. Like nobody, everybody said Swansea were done. There was no reason to stack West Ham. So we all got that one wrong. Yep. Uh, if you had uh, Diafrasako, he did well. He got an assist on that own goal. <laughs> and I then, suppose. by the way, the typical Lucas Fabianski game had seven saves, let up exactly one goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Such such a typical performance. They really should have the Lucas Fabianski rule, where if you let up one goal and a win, you get it like a one bonus point. You don't even need the win. We should just call it a Fabianski, though. Yeah, pulling a total Fabianski. Mm-hmm. All right, a game you got totally right. Jamie Vardy scoring twice, and even Andy King getting a goal and an assist. Because of course you thought that just because this one game started like a month ago when Jamie Vardy couldn't play. <laughs> Or when drink water, couldn't yeah. play. Drink water couldn't play because <laughs> he got a goal. He's like, "Oh, you got a goal that time. You'll score again." Yeah. That logic just was amazing. Yeah, it nailed it. Yeah, I did read. Already did miss a penalty. I did uh, read that uh, King has uh, has been promoted, or I'm sorry, he has won in. I thought I saw he's won in League Two, the Championship, and the Premier League now, all with Leicester. Yeah, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I got nothing to say other than that. Didn't Jamie Vardy do the same thing or no? Uh, I don't think Vardy was there in League Two. Uh, he was. Oh, that's right. He was still on like Stockton Steel. Yeah, he was, or exactly. Like yeah, he was coal mining somewhere. <laughs> coal mining for goals. Right. All right. Um, Somehow avoided the black lung. We have really gone totally off the rails. Uh, Game week 37. That's what happens. Yes, exactly. Joel Robles got five saves. That's nice, but he still let up three goals. So yeah, Exactly. Cool. Total awesome Everton defense. <laughs> All right. A game that I got right was Southampton 2, Spurs 1. Uh, Southampton is not a team you want to play right now. And mm-hmm. Spurs just were, were probably – they were already on emotional low, and then Southampton came to town. That's not a good idea. Yeah, a brace uh, from Steven Davis, of all people. And a brace of assists from Dusan Tadic. Yeah. But Son, uh, uh, Son, uh, Son, got, Son got the the scoring started with a really well-composed goal. Yeah. And Eric Lamella has actually been really consistent. 
Yeah, I would say Lamella has been the fantasy performer we always thought Erickson should be. Except Erickson's been okay this season. Yeah, he's been okay, but I think you could argue Lamella's been better. Especially at the price difference. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, I mean, the uh, the pressure's on now, though, for Spurs because uh, they need a point on Sunday to finish ahead of Arsenal if Arsenal wins on Sunday. Thanks to the game we're about to talk about. Liverpool to Watford nil. Oh, I was jumping ahead, man. I have Yep, my, you were. I got them on the wrong line. Sorry. Yep, it's okay. Yeah, this game, this game was <laughs> filled with young players from Liverpool. Not filled with. Uh, they, there were some substitute young players played because they are getting ready for Europa League final. Uh, Shaky Ojo got mm-hmm. an assist, which was nice to see. Uh, Roberto Firmino continuing his fine ways. Joe Allen got a goal. Sure did. Gigi's. Uh, and Christian Benteke in his first Premier League start in a while, uh, yeah. he got an assist. So Eight nice. shots he took, Benteke. Yeah. He looked like Aston Villa Benteke, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. except he didn't score. Right. Um, yeah, Liverpool, uh, I mean, at this point, everything is just gravy for them. Like, they're they're clearly, Europa the is, the, you know, in after the, the Premier League season ends anyway. So um, they still have to get through this weekend, but. But yeah, youngsters look decent. Jordan Ibe, I think, played a little bit too. But yep. I think he was taking um, corners, which you know happens when most of the people sit out. So yeah, yeah. the the chance should be don't get hurt in the right. crowd. Right. Don't get hurt. That's all. That, that's really all they need to do in these games. Just run around a little bit and don't get hurt. Yes. All right, <clears throat> Manchester City two. Uh, I I'm I'm in, I didn't forget about Watford. I'm intentionally not talking about them. Uh, Manchester City two, Arsenal two in a game we both thought would be zero zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it. it was nice. It was nice <laughs> to see. It was nice to see goals, but this you know the same ultimately the same result. Uh, certain yeah. In terms of points, uh, Olivier Giroud is starting to look decent, um, which you know. He's always been close to goals, but he finally got a goal. <laughs> right, and he's going to keep playing since uh, Danny Welbeck looks likely to miss Euros now with a knee injury, which is... Uh, I think that's a... It's, it stinks for him, but I think it's good for England because it kind of clears the path for... It, it, it clears the path for who should be playing. Was he really going to play ahead of Kane or Vardy or Rooney? People talked about it. not Definitely Rooney, but... There, there was talk that he would, he would crack the lineup. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. So, sure, if you want to look at it that way, but um, I don't know. Arsenal, I think. Uh, I mean, they both. Man City needed this game more than Arsenal did, because uh, Arsenal was already locked into a top four spot. Man City still hasn't locked it up because United are behind them. But uh, the, I mean, the the guys that we've kind of been talking about all season were the ones that, that did it. I mean, De Bruyne had kind of a, an incredible individual effort to score, uh, which was Aguero net, too. Nice net by an equally nice. poor um, save attempt by Peter Cech, who looks like he's 75 years old these days. But, um, you know, it's good fantasy points from the guys that you expect fantasy points from. Yeah. All the guys in contention for the Golden Glove. Right. Uh, only one got a clean sheet at all. That was De Gea, who De Gea, now, yeah. is now tied. He's also tied for percentage with uh, Czech. Okay. Really? So, <clears throat> yep. Both have the same number of appearances. Wow. That's remember De Gea. Oh, because he missed some of the early ones. Right, right, right. Huh. All right. Uh, that's, this guy got a steal in that Taga draft. Yeah. Sure did. Uh, yeah. We all expected that. 
Right. Yeah. All right. One last game. We kind of pre we kind of reviewed it a little bit, but what was West Ham three United two? Martial returned. Yes. This game very and much. So. <laughs> yes, he did. Got his brace, but <clears throat> to be canceled out by uh, Mikael Antonio Leveler and a Winston Reed go ahead goal for the yeah last goal at, at Boylan. <clears throat> yes, or at Upton Park, whichever one you want to call it. Sure. Uh, but Winston Reed, I told you, he's been playing really well this season. <laughs> you did tell me that. Yes, I think I started him on DraftKings during the weekend because I needed some salary savings, and he uh, waited until today to score. That's right. You were too early, which is not good. That's right. You don't want to be too early or too late. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> you know, best in uh, FS, FSWA finalist. That's advice right. There. Soccer podcast of the year. That's right. By default. Pae, two assists, and Lanzini, one assist. And then Mata and Rashford getting assists for Manchester United. Um, Pae is so good. Mm-hmm. Andy Carroll, not so much. Only a yellow card in this game. <laughs> we were uh, I'm in a kind of a group chat for some DFS guys, and we were talking. Somebody asked if 35 million pounds was the right valuation for Payet. I said the problem was that he's 29, and so people are unlikely to pay that much for a 29-year-old. But what do you think he could get for West Ham? I know you're going to say they're going to keep him because they have all this money coming in, but if they felt like selling him, what do you think they could get for him? Between 25 and 30. Mm -hmm. I mean, frankly, there are really only a handful of clubs that can pay that anyway. Uh, I, <clears throat> the rumor is that Barcelona was interested. Oh, that's funny. It was I read Real Madrid. So. Oh, sorry. But, that's, but that's I mean that's what no, no, people. No, I meant Real Madrid. I, I I really didn't mean that. That's what people say, but I mean I, I think, think that's I, what anybody yes. says when they think that they can start jacking up a price. Oh, Real Madrid. I don't think Pae has much interest there. I think he would go to PSG. But uh, um, my thing about Pae, and here's where I was going to get into a little bit of the shenanigans. Two former teammates. Well, two. Two former teammates of his or countrymen, um, uh, he's trying to recruit people to come to West Ham, which is why I don't think they'll sell him. He's trying to recruit Batshuai. Right. He's also trying to recruit Lacazette. Mm -hmm. So Lacazette is the the countryman and Batshuai was a former teammate. Mm -hmm. So uh, if they – and also Theo Walcott too, but that's not happening. (laughs) Uh, he has nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah, he has nothing. If he does, if they do, if, if that does happen, it's not because of Dimitri Payet. No. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where he he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna be the face of the new ground, mm-hmm. and that's why they're not gonna sell him. Yeah. But you know, twenty five to thirty is the valuation that I, I realistically put on him. And our last shenanigans before we start looking to tomorrow. Uh, this was another question from this group that I was in. Who do you think is the biggest transfer to come in to the Premier League during this this upcoming summer? Meaning, highest value, highest uh, transfer fee. Transfer fee. So it, it, we're not including like salaries either. Yeah, just who because, who's because if Ibrahimovic comes into the league, right? It'd be on a free, but his salary would be like five hundred thousand a week. Right. So not that. Okay. Um, Gonzalo Iguain. Not Gonzalo. Uh, yeah, Gonzalo. Yeah, Gonzalo. Not, the, not the one. Not the one in 
uh, MLS. Federico is his the Thank one you. in MLS. Yeah. Gonzalo Iguain. He's gonna be. He would be up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anyone can prize Antoine Griezmann away, that mm-hmm. would be one. Uh, if Paul Pogba is, you know, Paul Pogba has a decent shot at Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Um, not Chelsea. You don't like that anymore. No, I, exactly. It's not gonna happen now. Okay. I don't. It, it would be tough. I think mean, I think between the ones that I just mentioned, it would Pogba would be the highest. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so, I think. Well, I guess it depends if they um, qualify for Champions League. But I think if United finishes fourth, which would be crazy because it knocks City out, then Bale comes the into ba- play. Yeah, I think the Bale things will start up again. Uh, I, I don't see Bale leaving. I see Benzema leaving. Yeah. Bale leaving. Yeah. The Benzema to Arsenal stuff is going to be just so loud and absurd. Yeah, it'll be so loud that Manchester United will grab him. <laughs> uh, big news from Arsenal that Thierry Henry is going to be part of the development system. Mm. Yay. Yeah. All right. So uh, as we lied about the last bit of shenanigans before we preview, <laughs> uh, let's finally. Just like we lied that we were going to do this on Monday. Exactly. Well, that's because I was getting bottles thrown at me on the New Jersey Transit. Right, right. Uh, but uh, so tomorrow there are three games. We have a DraftKings lineup set. Uh, I'm sure yours will be much better than mine because my I, I don't like mine, even though I made it myself. Maybe <laughs> okay. it's because I made it myself. Right, yeah, maybe. All right, but I'll start as always. I have Jorelio Gomez as my goaltender at 3,400. Uh, I have paired him with his uh, opponent, Martin Olson, at 3,400 as well. Uh, I have Brian Oviedo, hoping he grabs a start for Everton at 3,500. And finally, DeAndre Edlin's back, so uh, 3,100 yeah. for him. So a couple of couple of opponents is what I have for uh, goalkeeper defense. Um, I have. I just realized we didn't actually talk about the games, but I guess we could do that as we go through our. Uh... No, yeah, we could do that while we go through. Yeah, I, uh, I did, format people where I don't we we I don't want to go too long on the podcast. I did Herelio Gomez. Um, I went with DeAndre Yedlin. I paired him with his teammate Jonas Kabul because I needed the salary sort of, mm. and I spent forty eight hundred dollars for Leighton Baines. Gotcha. Um, so we had similar we had similar thought processes here. Yes, uh, I think Baines. Baines's upside is much higher than Oviedo's. Um, I mean, Baines is like almost guaranteed double-digit points, and Sunderland may be winning, but they're not shutting yeah. people out. But so. it's a difference of thirteen hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, you're spending close to five grand on a defender. Yeah, I think I think he's got like midfielder upside. So what it sounds like, I also have a cheap midfielder who. You know, if you flip their prices, I, you'd you'd be fine with that. So, so who did you pick as your goalkeeper again? I apologize, Herelio Gomez. Okay, so that's what I thought. So it sounds like you know, just as we do like a little bit of a a, a little preview of this slate as well, that it sounds like that we don't think there's going to be a lot of goals between Norwich and Watford for one, and we think that there's at least offensive uh, potential between for for the defenders in Sunderland and Everton. Yeah, I, I think they'll there'll be goals in the Sunderland Everton. I wouldn't say that I don't think there are going to be goals in the Watford Norwich one. I don't think Norwich will have any, but I, I have a few Watford guys who I think will score or at least get involved enough. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I have, I have one. I think we're going to be sharing one, but later on, but that's more of a hope than an actual thought. <laughs> okay. All okay. right. But uh, let's go with your midfielders. Um, I have two Watford guys. Um, Jose Manuel Gerardo is one, who's really playing as a fullback, but um, I'm taking him as a thirty-seven hundred dollar midfielder. He's um, got fifteen crosses in his last two games, and has only played more than sixty minutes once. Um, he's starting, but so the the cross per minute is pretty high, and I think you know if he plays, that should pay off pretty easily. As well as his teammate um, Alman Al- Abdi, who got a goal. Yeah, he had a goal, and then he's got thirteen crosses in his last two games. So, in, as well as seven shots. So, uh, for thirty one hundred against the worst team not named Aston Villa, I think is a decent a decent play. Um, I paid. 5700 for Eden Hazard um, only because that's still pretty cheap um, and he's playing well and Liverpool is awful defensively so uh, there should theoretically be, be goals in that one um, I paid 6800 for James Milner on the other side of that game uh, Milner is kind of like a guarantee for 15 points with high, higher upside which is nuts because he doesn't even score that much and then uh, I finished up 5,600 with Wabi Kazri because Everton stinks. So I shared Milner and Kazri with you. Mm-hmm. Milner um, is possible doesn't start because – Yeah, it, it, I, and that's um, the risk. I was going to say that as as yeah. like the preview of, of the midfield slate, that especially on the Liverpool side of this, it's hard to predict who's going to actually play. So, of course, I took two midfielders from Liverpool. <laughs> uh, so I have Milner and I have Adam Lalana. Who has been playing very well? Yeah, um, it hasn't necessarily translated to consistent fantasy point outburst. As for an example, uh, against Villarreal, he'd have a twenty-two and he had a zero because he didn't play the other one. Yeah, but uh, for, the, for the last Premier League games, it's like twenty-two, ten, one. Yeah. So you know, it's it, it's it's a it's a risk reward. But you did the symbol. I did the poor man's version of Eden Hazard. Basically, mm-hmm. it's either a bunch of points or none. Yeah, I feel like if uh, Ojo or Ibe started, you wouldn't think twice about taking one of them ahead of Lalana. Uh, potentially, I I particularly. Wow. Okay. It's like he's been taking corners and. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm saying I'm surprised that that wasn't like a slam dunk that you would take either one of them over Lalana if all. No, I said I like... particularly. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. I'm not sure if Ojo would be a slam dunk. Well, they they have been like switching on and off. I think one game Ojo did it, and the other one I did it. So, um, but yeah, I think Ibe is slightly safer. Well, especially on in Ibe's behalf, he's playing for a job next season because I'm pretty sure, you know, from what I've read, that uh, that Klopp has no interest keeping him. In Ibe? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. So. Yeah, that's something that, of course, we'll have to see. Uh, but I have one more midfielder uh, in Aaron Lennon because it's also Sunderland, and Sunderland love to push yeah. up out on the outside, and that's what that's when Aaron Lennon does damage. Eesh. Gross. You just I get hate him. I get you, it. You just personally don't like him. That's that's absolutely true. Um, I've had him a few times, but it's a it's a shot in the dark at forty one hundred. I feel like it's a it's a risk I'm okay with taking, and I can easily pivot. Yeah, you know, I can even pivot to an Ojo if he starts. <laughs> I can also pivot. Uh, I can't pivot to Oscar. I don't have enough, but 
Uh, I, I actually wanted to pivot to Gerardo, but you took him. So I'm a little upset about that. Uh, if Morales starts instead, that's another guy. Yeah, I would consider to. Morales if he started. Yeah. There's options, especially in the 35 to 4,000 range. So do you have so, three forwards? Nope. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot a defender. Oh. That's, oh. I usually don't have defenders down here in the utility. I have Alberto Moreno. So why do I get flack for for picking Baines at 48 when Moreno's at 43? It's 500 that's 500 bucks still. Uh-huh. I mean, it's 500 bucks and also Albert I I think Alberto Moreno against Chelsea cuz remember, it's Ivanovic on the right-hand side well, and it's Alberto it's, Moreno on the left. It won't be though. Terry's out. Uh, I assume I, Ivanovic I, comes back in. Oh, you do, huh? You don't think Miazga will come in? No, 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 no. Uh, we'll see. No. I think it's a Rockman as Piliqueta fest. Goose hitting hates Baba Rockman. I I think he hates Matt Miazga more. I don't. Th- has he played a single minute since he got pulled from that game? Five weeks ago. I think Rockman has played since then. In fact, Rockman played last weekend for a little bit in start, yeah. but Miazga doesn't play at all. I, I'm. I'll believe it when I I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> okay. How's that? Okay. Chelsea love to make all the wrong decisions. Yeah. Every single one of them. But you know, and I can especially because I can pivot off of Moreno. Mm-hmm. I really that's yeah. well, yeah, that price. Pivot yeah, off sure. I, I, the reason why I, I wanted Moreno is you know if because I wanted I really still still think that Ivanovic is going to start on the right hand side. Okay. Maybe because they want to humiliate him still. Yeah. Just <laughs> right. the end of the season. Okay. You know, it's, he's like uh, Cersei Lannister walking through the streets of King's Landing. <laughs> Shame, Just shame, like shame! Forced, 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 forced. Okay, uh, your uh, is my forwards. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, a hope and a prayer for Troy Deeney to actually continue, maybe doing something at mm-hmm. fifty three hundred. And I paid up for fifty seven hundred for Roberto Firmino mm. because it's Chelsea. Um, I went with Jermaine Defoe because I'm gonna ride that. I'm gonna juice that orange as long as I possibly can. I really wanted to use that one. That's uh, three out of four games with a goal, and the guys like he scores in big spots, and this I think clinches um, them staying in the Premier League if they can get all three. Correct. So I just assume he's going to score three goals, uh, and I paid fifty one hundred for Odiani Gallo because I keep thinking that the ghost of Odiani Gallo will come back out that we saw earlier this year. I have seven hundred bucks left over. So I could get Firmino, I could get Dini, but uh, Igalo has taken a fair number of shots recently. He's taken a fair number uh, in the box, and so I think one's going to break through, and I think most people are going to be off of him, and so I'd be willing to play him playing home against Norwich. So of these three games, which offensive unit has the highest ceiling? Um... I obviously think it's Liverpool. Yeah, I because I chose sure you know, three attackers and a defender who's a auxiliary attacker. Mm-hmm. Really, um, I want to say it's Sunderland. I know you do. I uh, I, I was. I'm going to say it's Sunderland playing at Everton. I think very like rarely you have goals at home. Yeah, I think very rarely do you have a matchup at Everton that's not the best attacker. Now, now there's. 
does does anyone not name does everyone not named Jermaine Defoe crack under this pressure? Um, maybe. I hope I was, not. Then. I was I was leading you down this path because the reason why I didn't choose more Sunderland people, and I did choose three, uh, two, excuse me, two. Uh, the reason why I didn't choose more is because a team that's fighting for relegation is fighting for relegation for a reason, mm-hmm. and it's usually because of inconsistency. Um, I get that. Uh, I have a little more faith in the um, staying in the Premier League Sam Allardyce than I do against, on his way out, Roberto Martinez. That team has completely given up on him. And... They were pretty poor defensively anyway, and now that they've, like I said, they've given up on him, I'm not sure any team, like, I think you would, if it was Norwich at Everton, I think you'd start being like, well, uh, yeah, definitely Robbie Brady, and maybe you'd start considering Nathan Redman, and um, you probably wouldn't consider Cameron Jerome, but like if Bocani started, you'd be like, oh, maybe, because they're playing at Everton, and Sunderland's much better. Particularly how they're playing. Bokani? You mean Norwich? I was saying, if Norwich was playing yeah. at Everton, you'd consider those guys. I would not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've, le- I- I've learned my lesson with Norwich. Okay. So, I- you know what? Just because this, like, you know, no, no, I'll save that for, no- I'll save that for next week. Never mind. That, that, that we call that, that, we call that a tease. This is a terrible tease. It's not really that funny. What uh, is next week, even? Our season 30, review? 38. We still have to preview just, the last. Just later next this week, really. And on that fantastic note, yes, no, of course, uh, no, it, yes, or later this week, maybe in a couple days, who knows? Three days probably. Friday morning is. You think we were Friday. getting relegated? You would think we are getting relegated. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, we are going to be relegated into shenanigans. That's for certain. Uh, um, that's my favorite. That's my favorite podcast. To be yeah. honest with you, is the shenanigans podcast and. Um, just as a programming note, we should we should be Friday morning. Uh, furthermore, do not delete us from your your feed over the summer, uh, your podcast feed. We will be podcasting over the summer. We have a couple of international tournaments to talk about. Uh, we'll do our season in review. We will do more shenanigans, and then we'll do some transfer stuff as it comes along. Uh, so yeah, we are not going to be dormant in the offseason. We never rest. And there's also the MLS podcast, which is definitely in full swing now. You guys are doing great. Um, however, I do want one more thing for the Premier League. If you had to watch one game tomorrow and one game only, would it be Sunderland Everton or would yes. it be Liverpool Chelsea? No, Sunderland Everton, no doubt. And that is how far Liverpool and Chelsea have dropped in the interest <laughs> meter of everybody. And I'm sure this podcast is no longer interesting. So I will end this episode of the Rotowire Fancy Soccer Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you in a few days, as long as I don't get hit with another bottle thrown out of us. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.